0: Welcome, everybody, to the Value Clarity podcast, where we talk about customer perceived value and connecting everybody in your company to your customers or else connecting them to the exits. Today, I am thrilled to have an old college friend, Barry Neal. Barry, welcome.
1: Thank you, Mark. Uh, Barry is the
0: owner and uh, CEO of a couple of stores in in um, tourist towns in kind of northern lower Michigan, uh, in tourist towns, House of Flavors restaurants. Barry, tell us more about kind of, um, I, I know what got you into that business, but tell tell us all about how you got into that business and how you chose to stay in that business when you had other choices.
1: Sure. You know, I am blessed to be part of a, blessed or cursed, depending on who you're speaking to, but I say, blessed to be part of a family business. Um, I am the third generation. Both my grandfather and my father have said to me several times Barry, it's the third generation that screws it up. So don't screw it up. So I've, you know, that's been one of the filters with which I have worked and, you know, made decisions on how to try and build a big team or not a big team, but a, an effective team, a happy team. Um, So, we like to do big things. Uh, We last year closed one of our locations in Manistee, Michigan. Both communities are right in Western Michigan on Lake Michigan. You know, do uh, more than half our sales in about six weeks in the summer. Um, Although we're open year round and pretty steady on a year round basis, just the volume in the summer is huge. Um, And so, between a building that we didn't own in Manistee and a landlord who had different expectations than we did for what we were trying to do and after a COVID summer we decided that one good restaurant in Ludington was better than two average restaurants in Ludington and Manistee so we closed Manistee down which I would say today has been one of the best things that I've ever done because it gives me one location in one team that I can really go focus effectively on um, to try and do what we're trying to do which is We try and sell joy. Our slogan is, this is a happy place. If you're crabby, go home. Um, So that's a little bit about who we are. You know, we started, my grandfather was an ice cream maker. We had a dairy in the back that also did cottage cheese. Um, We had a group of horses that delivered milk by horseback in in wagons. Um, That was before my time. When my dad was involved as a young boy, they were doing that. I have pictures in our display cases of when my grandfather got the first fleet of actual milk trucks and what a big thing that was. It was the entry that year into the 4th of July parade in Ludington because that was was huge. That you were no longer doing this by horse, you were now doing it in a truck. Um, You know, then my dad got involved in the 60s and uh, they decided then there's always this little ice cream parlor, which is what is now our restaurant on the front of our ice cream manufacturing and dairy our facility. And my dad decided with my grandfather that they should just go make ice cream and not make cottage cheese or milk anymore. Um, my dad will say to you that he can make in a single day what my grandfather used to make in a year in ice cream. So, you know, both very successful in what they chose to do, just different paths. And I, as you know, grew up in the restaurant. I worked there from the time I was 11 years old. Younger than that, I would pick gum off the bottoms of tables or pick litter out of the bushes for my grandpa. And I got a quarter a bag and, and I was scrambling around under the tables. If I found any money, I got to keep it. So, and I always found money. So I thought that was a win-win. Um, You know, so I worked there my whole life. The restaurant side of things was not anything that my dad or my grandfather really wanted to stay in. My dad and a roofer and an attorney, how's that for a joke set up? An ice cream maker, a roofer, and an attorney, all decided to go into the restaurant business. And, you know, for a while, there were 12 House of Flavors restaurants throughout Michigan. It was sort of before franchising really got, easier than it is today. Not that it's easy today. Um, and that, that didn't work because those, that was not those guys core competency or they that's really what they were not focusing on. So I just always stayed in it and, uh, worked it with my dad have taken great pride in the legacy that our family has left in that community and the legacy that the community has left on our family. Um, I have the fourth generation is involved. My son-in-law and daughter uh, are both engaged in the restaurant. Madison very part-time, Mike uh, more so. And the fifth generation has been born, who will occasionally go to bed with an ice cream scoop. So I, I feel <laughs> like we're good. <laughs> that's that's so cool. And so um,
0: you you say you sell happiness, right? We're happy people only, and. Um, You told me a story once, probably 10 or 15 years ago, about how you've empowered your employees to make sure that that customer experience uh, gets carried about. Can you just tell us that
1: story? Sure. Well, you know, the whole, this is a happy place if you're crabby go home statement, we're looking for a certain type of customer who's actually looking for a certain type of environment. And I mean we're a little noisy and we have fifties music playing and, you know, we're all very friendly cause we're, we like doing what we do and we like the people that we serve. Um, if you don't fit well on our team for any reason, we know that pretty quickly and we'll try and help you get somewhere that is not as social and personable as we try and be. Um, so when we have a customer, which has happened more over the past couple of years as, the world's gotten a little crabbier, here, you know, that they come in with expectations of things that we can't meet, whether that's immediate seating um, or whether that's, you know, I want a quiet spot in your restaurant, or I don't want to sit in that booth. I mean, first off, we do everything we can to give every customer everything that, that they want and need to the best of our ability. Uh, we have we work in business, so we have to you know, sell that to them occasionally, but we're not the people that like to say no. We really, and our staff would say that, that we go by the statement of, we want to say yes. So if you ask us to do something, we're going to try and figure it out. Um, but we don't take abuse. So, and in the situation of, well, no, that's that booth is not good enough, or no, I'm not going to wait in your waiting line. We will politely let people know that there are other restaurants in town that they might consider and they're right down the street. Um, You know, our business is full of happy people for the most part. Why would you be crabby in an ice cream parlor? And so much of what we do is about the relationship. I mean, the people that really enjoy what we do, enjoy us and we enjoy them. They, you know, not that we expect this or want this, but they bring us gifts. they take their pictures with us and send it back to their family members. They bring mementos that their family has been collecting over the past 30, 40, 50 years and bring those in for us to include in our display cases uh, because they want, you know, they want to know, they want us to know how important that relationship has been. One of my all-time favorite stories, we have something called a pig's dinner. It's four scoops of ice cream. It started back in my grandfather's day days. It's served in a pig trough. It's got a banana, four scoops of ice cream, four toppings, whipped cream, and a Michigan cherry. And uh, I have a friend of mine who wanted me to know that his grandfather had passed away, and his grandfather was a pastor from Wisconsin. And when this pastor was buried, he chose to be buried with two things. And one of them was his Bible, and the other was his, I was a pig at the house of flavors, pig's dinner pin on the lapel of his suit and Alan wanted me to know that Barry this was my grandfather's favorite place it's where he came with all of his grandchildren it's where he came with his children your staff has treated us like family for so long that he wanted, It was it's part of who he was the joy that happened in that space with your family and our families um, was such that That was a priority to that man. So we have a lot of those kind of stories, men and women who have stuffed pigs that they've been coming in for 40 years and getting a new pin every year. And I now keep the pig in our display case so she doesn't have to bring it back and forth from Indiana. When she shows up, we put the new pin on, we take our picture and... um, she has a pig's dinner and then she goes back to Indiana. But people that have a hat that they've done this with. And, you know, it is three and four generations coming and sharing in that. So once again, why would you not be happy in that environment? Um, you
0: know, what a moving set of stories. And just so people know this, this uh, ice cream parlor is what one or two blocks right from uh, one of the most beautiful public beaches in the entire state. This is a little beach town. Uh, It also happens to be where one of the cross Lake ferries comes across from Wisconsin. So it's, it is, uh, it's one of these quaint tourist towns with a fantastically gorgeous natural setting. and, And one of the most spectacular beaches in the entire state and you come off the beach and there's an ice cream parlor right there. So it's, it's got a setting that is set for fun, but the fact that you were purposeful about making sure that you preserve that. Um, and you you hold that fun and that happiness almost as a um a, a, it is definitely your mission. I, I you know, I, I find that moving because it would be so easy to just go through the motions and just sell ice cream.
1: Yeah, but you can't. I mean, I don't think you could do that very successfully. And we don't, you know, we never, we didn't set out to choose joy for profit. Um, but there wasn't any way to not, like, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, and if your listeners um, have customers that don't enjoy that experience, or they're not, you know, I have, here's another side trip story. I just recently engaged a relationship with an app that's supposed to provide a service to me and I had my first service and they wanted feedback so I gave them the feedback about you know here's what I'd like to see different next time Um, I'm a 61 year old man so I probably am not going to wear a hoodie (laughs) that doesn't have a college logo on it and I already have enough of those so I don't need another hoodie Um, and so they set up my next engagement and i don't think they listened like twice i have communicated with this company through their app and through their email about what i like and what i don't like and so far they're not even coming to the door now the concept is good but like i want a relationship i want someone that i can talk to about hey these are the things that are important to me in order for this to be good for both of us and by the way I want this to be good for you. I'm happy to spend the money, but I, I don't want to, if I'm going to shop on my own without any feedback from anybody, then I don't need a relationship. So damn it, answer my <laughs> my feedback. But that's a side trip. No. <laughs> I just lost what I was even talking about. Yeah. No, I feel like I want to know what you want so that we can give it to you. And I want our team members to know that that's important. Um, and we're about five blocks from the beach, but it seems like two when you're in Ludington. Yeah, it
0: does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's five blocks you know, Mark, when it's hot and humid. Right. One of the other things that we've done a lot of is we've been really involved in our community. Um, I had a little uh, run of world records, Guinness World Records, which, you know, once again, I, if you if if somebody came to you and said hey will you build the world's longest ice cream sundae on a weekend in june i i said yes what would you say you know (laughs) right i don't know what i would say I i never even yeah so i mean i went into that knowing all right i mean i didn't say yes without doing a little thought but um so we set out to do that it was the Largest volunteer initiative, I think, in the city of Ludington. So on a Saturday in June, all through volunteer efforts, we had a young man who had just started his own eave trough company who had agreed, he, he said yes. So you have to be willing to say yes. Yep. So Colin came and said, well, of course, I'll pump out a half mile of eave trough for you. And you know, the police chief and the city manager, well, yes, we'll close. Ludington Avenue, the main street of town, for nine blocks. And, um, you know, the 340 eight-foot tables that I uh, donated from churches or schools or rented, they all said, yes, of course we'll help you do that. And, you know, so that day we did. And then whoever thought that wind off Lake Michigan would take an eave trough that's a half a mile long and, you know, flail that all over these tables. So you can truly use duct tape for anything. (laughs) you know so we set out with 1200 volunteers initially who came and had jobs of duct taping the eave trough down and lining it with foil and you know everybody's who worked with the health inspector so we're all in hats and gloves and um and then the time came that we had to get ready to scoop you know i forget 900 pounds of ice cream i have the figure somewhere it's crazy the statistics but So we built a half mile long Sunday um, from the beach in Ludington to our children's museum. Um, I had the fear and pleasure of hearing block one by the beach yelling through the um, walkie talkie system we had that they were melting while the other end of town was just finishing their scooping. So, you know, there's that perfect point of tension where it's going to either break and fall apart or it's going to work and going to win. And we were lucky to be able to get the ice cream scooped, get it topped. We had whippers. And then we had the cherry man group go through and chariot and then it had to be measured by engineers. And then we had to serve it to the 15 to 18,000 people that they believe showed up downtown just to help accomplish that record. And, you know, so to have 15 to 18,000 people involved in something that, truly was memorable and fun. Like we're all about those kinds of things. We also have the record for the largest dessert party in the world. We were part of the most sand angels done simultaneously in the world. So our community is not afraid to say yes. And we're not afraid to do things that are joy and fun based, um, but we're not for everybody. It, it, it isn't for everybody. No, so I you, think, know. you know, Back, yeah. Back to the question of the slogan. If if you're not happy and don't want to be outside waiting to get a Sunday because it's hot, um, there's another restaurant down the street. <laughs> well, you know, I, I love and the I, fact that you have you may not
0: have thought about it, but I, I'm listening to these stories, and you you've turned into the chief happiness officer, not just for House of Flavors restaurant, but Almost chief happiness officer for the Ludington Merchants Association, and
1: that's a that's well, a per, that's it, a pretty cool way to spend a life, right? You no, know, it's been a great life. It's been phenomenal, and uh, I have lots of people in our community: Jen Tuman, Heather Tykosky. Um, You know, you have to have you have to be also part of a community. So back to the point of finding others who enjoy that kind of stuff, like. If happy people get together, they can accomplish a lot. But you know, if it's not the right mix, if, if someone on the team or a couple people on the team are in it for individual reasons or are in it for something other than just the sheer joy of doing something that brings joy to others, then it, it doesn't always work. Yeah,
0: how so, can we monetize a Sunday?
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, we never even thought about that. I mean, we spent about 80 grand on that crazy thing. And I would do that all again. Actually, I would not only because it was really hard, but, um, yeah, that was the most stressed and most joyful. Let me, let me, let me
0: guess that you would do it again if all you had to do was write the
1: check. Yeah, right. Yes. Maybe (laughs) it's been COVID for two years. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love to be involved in that stuff. I like that. I know you Um, do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So. In addition
0: to that shop, you also open up during your six-week rush, you, um, you have a couple other stores. And so your, one of your skill sets about getting happy employees is stretched to the limit um, in a bunch of different stores. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, some of the other stuff you do and some of the challenges you've had, especially this year in making sure you get the right happy people
1: um, staffed up. You know, we ran, um, so in the past, you know, you once again, stay clear in your communication to your team, stay clear in your communication to your customers. Really, I, we have worked real well hard over the past 15 years to find out what we do best and keep doing that. Um, you know, I have, tried getting fancier, tried adding more elaborate menus and our customers don't, they're not looking for that. So, you know, for us, it's been identify the customer that enjoys what we do best and keep doing that really well um, and repeat every chance you get. Um, And, you know, this year, like I would sit on the other side of COVID and summer for us is probably 11 weeks with six weeks of it being, you can hardly catch your breath. It's a couple thousand people a day, through a restaurant that seats about 130 people. You know, our average guest check is less than 10 bucks. So, um, yeah, we work really hard. We have had as many as 100 employees this year. We tipped out in the low 70s, so we ran summer about 20 people short, which meant that you work more and work harder. And thankfully, we have a team. Um, that was willing to do that myself included and uh, although I'm in Florida resting now and some of them are still up there working so shame on me Uh, you know so I think the other thing that really hit us this past summer was in the summer of half capacity we could run the restaurant with half the employees and so we missed out on an entire class of young people that we we bring in and we we groom. So, you know, we didn't give birth to future servers and future cooks and future fountain people, future hosts. Um, we missed that. So when we got ready to go for this year at full capacity for the most part, um, we, didn't, we didn't have the team. So the other reason I think, Mark, it has been so important to us to have the right team is our smaller team still had to do the job of 80 to 90 people. And they, they did it and they did it and they were willing and they still were happy. So, you know, if we didn't have the right mix of people on our team and they didn't trust us and we didn't trust them, then um, that wouldn't have worked. We would have had a lot of bad interactions with customers because the work was hard. And then, you know, so I think, Joy in our work spot. I mean, it's one of our core pillars. We, if, if you work for us, we expect that you will be dependable, productive, honest, and joyful. And by dependable means I will show up and work to accomplish the goal to the best of my ability. Productivity, we mean that I will work my hardest to, under, to accomplish the goal, um, as I understand it. Honesty, I will tell the truth, right? <laughs> and joy, I will choose to be happy. And it doesn't say that I will do any of those things except when I'm mad at my wife or my kid crashed my car or my dog ate my work shoes. It says I will be those things. So it's really, for me, I've been doing this a long time now in a variety of businesses. Um, My other core competency is probably marketing as an advertising director for a you know, mid sized community newspaper and have worked in radio. Um, so, you have to be with people who enjoy it. You have to really identify what you bring to the customers that are different than everybody else. You have to equip your team to go do that and remove every obstacle in the path that stops them from winning in a way that your customers win also. And, you know, for me, market, it, it also has been do less. Like, I'm better with one restaurant. And, you know, although we're embarking on a couple other things that we're working on as we go into this winter, we may end up with another ice cream parlor, but not a restaurant version, just the parlor side of things. So that may open in in a community that we both know and love well um, next spring. You know, we have a lot of people talking, talking to us about franchising. So we're gonna go try and create this Next potential business um, with that in mind, like something that requires not 85 to 100 people, that might require five to 10 people. Um, something that you know still includes that joy experience uh, in what we're offering, but doing it with ice cream. So we'll see. Yeah, and then my daughter has a fitness studio, and I coach for her. Um, so. Her lease is up, so we are embarking on building, not building. We bought a building that we're renovating to uh, put Madison's fitness studio in. Uh, And then next to that, we'll create a space called Celebrations um, on 2nd Street. And that really is a party room, once again, trying to sell joy and happiness. So, you know, finding ways to have people feel better about themselves and what they do, and about life in general. I don't know. It's sort of a ministry, a mission of mine. Um, Pretty cool, Bear. Pretty cool. Um, I,
0: I, I think the world is short of that. And people kind of come to Ludington to relax, but they don't expect to. They don't. I, I, well, maybe they do now because because you're there, but. Uh, When I come to a small town like that, I expect to come and relax, but I don't expect to walk out of that town with a huge smile on my face saying, what a great experience. Um, And when you're able to do that, then you develop that that cult like following that wants to be buried with your pig sticker, you know, that pig pin on their lapel. And that's a that's a pretty cool sign that you've done something special and you've created a community of customers uh, not just a base of customers
1: I hope so that's you know they are family and friends to us the true statement and whether I know you well or we meet for the first time my I, I come at that relationship like we're friends <laughs> um, I'm not waiting to discern if your friend worthy. Like I, am yeah. open to a relationship when we meet. I think that's important. Yeah, with our team members. Too. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's great. Anything else you want to say before we uh,
1: sign it off? Um, no. I think I've said a lot. No, it's, I think you know, it, I. It, no, it's been now it, and then. Yeah, you know, I would say we're authentic. It has to be authentic. I can't fake those things. If I'm not happy, my eyebrows, I look like Oscar the Grouch. Cindy Cindy has told me in my work, my wife, Cindy, has said to me, uh, your eyebrows are down. Raise your eyebrows up. So, you know, it's not always been this way. And I have made a lot of decisions that have been bad ones um, that, you know, caused me to lose good team members or um, lose money. And it... So I am grateful for all the years of experience and the people that I have been able to work with and learn from. And I feel like we're in our lane as it relates to House of Flavors Restaurant in really, I believe that selling joy is, I don't think it is happening very often anymore. And that's a problem. So we are banking on the fact that if we can sell an authentic relationship disguised as an ice cream cone and a hamburger, then um, we win and the customer wins, and that should be able to go on into perpetuity. I
0: love that. Well, Barry, thanks a lot for sharing um, sharing your approach to business, to customers, and to to value. Uh, I'm happier and I'm a thanks better for person. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a happier and a better person for having listened to it.
1: I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, yes. Mark.
0: And thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Value Clarity Podcast, where we remind you that value is only in your customer's mind, which means that business, sales, marketing, all of it is a lot more like brain surgery than you might have thought. Thanks and have a high value day. Well, it ain't easy, because value's in your buyer's brain. If you're selling on only your features, you're going to drive over you insane. And if you ignore your customers' outcomes, you're bound to be paying your dues, because you'll be singing those old don't-know-value blues.